I'm Ezra Fieldsmeyer. And I'm Marty Harding. And welcome back to another episode of Animation and Beyond. That's right. This week, we are talking about a unique franchise, I would say. It's one that started as a blog, which then became a book, but it's a comic book of sorts. And then it was made into movies, TV shows, and video games. Is that about right, Ezra? Yeah. Yeah. And it's quite, quite popular. And that's Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Which the first book was published in 2007. That's right. So Diary of a Wimpy Kid is extremely popular. And we're talking about it because a couple months ago, so we're a little delayed here, but the third installment of the new animated films came out in December, right? Yes, and this third one was a Christmas film. Apologies for doing an, a Christmas subject when it's nowhere near Christmas, but this is how things worked out. So we're going to get into it in just a minute. But first, we're going to feature an actress today. Yes, and this actress is Chloe Grace Moretz. How do we know her? In the first, she played Angie, I think who was the love interest of Greg in the first Diary of a Wimpy Kid movie. And she's a, an award-winning child actress who's known for being in a lot of things. Yeah. Chloe Grace Moretz, you'd probably recognize her face. She's been in a lot of high-profile movies. She's been acting since she was five, which is pretty wild. And she's known for playing, generally speaking, darker, more sinister characters and roles in, in kind of horror movies or dramas, stuff that maybe kids wouldn't be allowed to watch. Like the film based on the show Dark Shadows, which came out in 2012. She was also in the animated Adams Family films and the Tom and Jerry movie and other kid-friendly stuff like Darby in the show My Friends Tigger and Pooh, Young Penny in the beginning of Disney's Bolt, as well as the movies such as Kick-Ass, the remake of the horror film Carrie. She was also a cameo in Muppets Most Wanted, and she was been in last year's hit movie Nimona as the title character, and I know she was also famous for the Oscar-winning film Hugo. That's right. So she's kind of shifted to more kid-friendly movies lately since 2019, but she's had a lot of kind of extreme characters in her life. And her life has been interesting. She grew up in Atlanta, Georgia. She's the youngest kid with four older brothers, two of whom she still works with. One is her business manager and one is her acting coach. The older one who's her acting coach actually got into a performing arts school in New York, which is how Chloe wound up moving to New York and starting acting. She used to read lines with her older brother, which is kind of funny because now she's extremely successful. I know, yes. And I know shows like like thin films like My Friends Tigger and Pooh and Bolt, which are both from Disney, were some of the earlier things she was in that are both animated and both kid-friendly. Yes, she did do more kids' movies when she was really, really young. Now she's, I think, 26, and she's doing a variety of stuff. Yeah, and I know she's actually around the same age as me. She's just, she's just a little more than a year younger than I am. That's right. And she's been in the magazine Vogue, Teen Vogue, Mary Claire, Interview Magazine, Elle Magazine, InStyle Magazine, and she's even attended Paris Fashion Week and been the primary model for Aeropostale, the clothing brand. So she has a whole other side of her in the fashion world. I know, that's right. And I know I forgot to mention, she was in the 2012 uh, anthology comedy Mo Movie 43, 
and I know she came out in 2013, actually. And I know she's been in a lot of different movies and shows. Definitely. But she was also in an episode of the show, The Emperor's New School, which was based on the Disney comedy, The Emperor's New Groove. And in um, also in an episode of Mickey Mouse Clubhouse and in an episode in the adult animated comedy, American Dad. That's right. She's done a ton of different roles in TV and films and live action and animated alike. So a very multi-talented actress. Again, a lot of very extreme roles, whether it be a, a silly kid's character or a very dark, tortured character that she plays. I know. Great. Anything else you want to add about Chloe Grace Moretz? I like how she's a talented actress who's a child actress, who's meaning somebody who's been like acting, performing since they were very young. Oh, yeah. Oh, and I wanted to add one other thing. Because she started acting so young, she's learned a lot of different skills for the roles she's played, including a bunch of martial arts. So when she was in Kick-Ass, she had to learn judo as well as gun training because that was a very violent movie. And she actually wasn't allowed to. And even though she was 10 or 11 at the time, she learned a lot of action sequences. So she's very talented in martial arts and does most of her own stunts, which is pretty impressive. I know. Yeah, that's right. Great. Shall we move into our feature presentation? Yes, yes. And yes, we're talking about a very famous children's book series that are mostly like elementary to middle grade novel level, I'm saying, grade-wise. Mm -hmm. And I know um, these are like humorous and clever books and the illustrations are pretty cartoony and unique about a boy whose name is Greg Heffley, who's kind of a kind of an unu kind of an awkward boy, awkward kid in his school. In his middle school, right? Which is arguably one of the most awkward stages of life. Yes, I know. And he's 12 years old. And I know he has an older brother named Roderick, who's kind of a mean, though, although sometimes he's also nice. And his best friend is Rowley, who's a boy. That's right. And they get up to a bunch of antics at their middle school. Most of them involve typical middle school dynamics of bullies, of learning new things, of dealing with kind of self-image and um, caring what other people think. This book is remarkably popular, especially among that age group. And I think it's because it provides a lot of things for kids of that age group to relate to, more so than other books. I agree, yes. And I know that there's also Greg's parents, whose name are Frank and Susan. And I know Greg's also has a baby brother who's very little named Manny. Yeah, the whole family is involved in the books. And I know there's Fregley, who's also one of Greg's friends. And also Eddie Farrell, I remember, who appeared in like one part of the first book, but had a much bigger role in the live action films than the than the original book. Mm -hmm. I know uh, that Greg is a bit of a misfit, but he's lovable and good hearted and he does have friends. Yeah. And I'd say he's a good friend. Would you? Yes, I know. And I know there have been a lot of books in the series and each cover was a different color. The first book was red. The second is blue. The third is green. The fourth is yellow. The fifth is purple. The sixth is light blue. The seventh is brown. The there's one that's light green and that's, and then there's 
orange, black, then one that's red and then dark blue, dark purple, gray and orange, white, yellow, and blue, black, and turquoise. And each of the book has a different color. Yeah. So as you can tell, there's a lot of these books. There's actually been one book released every single year since 2007, including one scheduled to be released in this year, 2024. Yes, been over 15 already. And there's even been a spinoff called Diary of an Awesome Friendly Kid, Rowley Jefferson's Journal, which is a spinoff and focuses on Greg's best friend, Rowley. Oh, interesting. It was published in, it was published in 2019. So describe the format of this book. What do you mean when it's a journal, saying it's a journal, Ezra? Like it's it's like a diary and it's written in a book, but Greg to Greg, it's actually a journal, even though it says diary on the cover. He makes sure you know that. And he draws a lot of sketches of him and his friends. So it's illustrated in a way. Of a diary of things that happen in his life in each book. Yeah. Who created this series, Ezra? Cartoonist Jeff Kinney. And what else has Kinney done? Uh... It, the character from Greg was from the website Diary of a Wimpy Kid from the website Fun Brain, which has been around for over 30 years already. Yeah. And then when he was writing the initial online blog, which was basically these fake diary entries that he did as Greg Hefley, it was online. So there were daily diary entries and they gained, they garnered so much of a following and a readership that fans actually demanded that he make it into a book, which was how the first book was published. Kinney spent eight years working on that first book before he ever showed it to a publisher. But since then, the franchise has taken off and it's been made into a whole bunch of films. Do you want to take us through the movies, Ezra? Yes. The first Diary of a Wimpy Kid film, which is based on the first book, it came out in in 2010. Yes, and it was half animated, half live action, mostly live action, but there did, was animated sequences that had references to the original book. And it just went through the plot of the first book, right? Yeah, it was based on the book and it had Zachary Gordon, who's also a child actor as the titular main character, Greg. And I know Rachel Harris, who I know has been in other films such as like animated movies like Wreck-It Ralph. She played Susan, Greg's mom. Got it. And I know who played Steve's, who played Greg's dad was Steve Zahn, who I know has been in a lot of things too. That's right. And did those actors come back when they made a second movie? Um, yeah, yes. It came out just a year later. The first film I know, I think was a hit at the box office and came out just a week before the first movie of How to Train Your Dragon and also the live action Alice in Wonderland from Disney. And I know... Ooh, tough competitors. And it also received a mix, mixed reviews from critics that thought it was faithful to the book, but some, some thought the plot was a bit... Um, so-so, but it was enjoyable. Got it. And did they make a live-action remake, a live-action sequel to that one? Yes, it just it came out just a year later, called Diary of a Wimpy Kid, Roderick Rules, which was based on the second book and was about Greg and his older brother, Roderick. Got it. Was there a third live-action movie? Yes, it just came out over a year later, called Diary of a Wimpy Kid, Dog Days, and it came out in August of 2012. And I know there were some new actors in the film and some of the same. And I remember it also, just like the previous two movies, uh, received a mixed reaction. And I know it was nominated in a couple award ceremonies, including the Nickelodeon Kids' Choice Awards. Yeah, which, by the way, the Nickelodeon Kids' Choice Awards for favorite book 
Diary of a Wimpy Kid has won many, many, many times. I know. Interesting. Yeah. And I know it came out, but there was not another another film and live action till five years later, which was called Diary of a Wimpy Kid, The Long Haul. Got it. And that must have been based on the fourth Diary of a Wimpy Kid book. It's a standalone sequel to the previous three movies. And I know it has different actors because it came out just five years later. And I know it came out in May of 2017, just weeks before another film based on a children's book, which made, which made its big screen debut. One we all know as Captain Underpants. Oh, so why did they transition away from the live action Diary of a Wimpy Kid movies after that fourth one? I'm not sure. Maybe because um, it did well at the box office, but unlike the previous movies, it got even worse reviews. It got negative reviews from critics and because they didn't thought it had a lot of juvenile, inappropriate bathroom humor. And also because it had different actors from the previous films. It wasn't until four and a half years later when they made another film. Got it. And for this one, which is entirely animated, Jeff Kinney actually wrote the screenplay. So they brought the creator himself in to make sure it was real. Yes, and seemed more faithful to the books and it was entirely animated and was released on Disney Plus around Christmas of 2021. And I know was just a slightly under an hour, unlike the previous movies, only 58 minutes. Interesting. That's a short film. Maybe that was because they knew that their audience would be younger and maybe doesn't have the attention span for a long movie. And it was similar in style to, to films such as the Peanuts movie and the movie of Captain Underpants. How so? Because of how it looks cartoony with 2D and it's 3D computer animated, blending 2D cartoony stuff with 3D computer animated things. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it does look pretty 2D in the trailers. Things are flat. They look like they're comics. And that's why I'm saying they're similar to films like Captain Underpants and the Peanuts movie. Got it. I know uh, that it, it, just a year later, there was a there was an animated film based on Roderick Rules, which came out just a year later on, on Disney Plus after its predecessor and was also a little bit longer than the first and was 75 minutes long, only one hour and 15 minutes. Got it. So another short film. It's a little over an hour, but I'm saying it's short for a feature-length movie. Yeah, most feature-length films clock in at about 145, two hours. Oh no, yes, sir. Unlike its predecessor, received a mixed reaction, but then Diary of a Wimpy Kid Cabin Fever, which came out just a year later, and it was called Christmas Cabin Fever, and it was based on, I think, the sixth book, Cabin Fever, because it was in the snow, but this one, unlike the book, was entirely a Christmas film. That's right. So it came out in December, but it followed the plot of the sixth book. So they skipped three through five. I know. Yes. It was the third installment and came just two months ago and was also like 62 minutes, just a tiny bit over an hour. Interesting. What's the plot of that Christmas Diary of a Wimpy Kid movie? Greg wants to be good so we can be on like Santa's naughty list and he wants to get a video game, new video game console for Christmas. But then his family must experience cabin fever around Christmas when they get snowed in by a snowstorm. Yeah, I know. That's what happened in the book, which this film is based on. I know. And it was the third installment. It received favorable reviews, I, approval of 67% on Rotten Tomatoes, based on nine critics. Oh, that's pretty good. Yes. Those animated films, some people, like from what I heard, liked better and thought seemed more faithful to the books. And did also become a hit. And I know other things I want to mention about it is that for some time there was a Greg Hefley um, balloon during the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Oh, really? 
And there was also a musical of it, which was published for, by the Children's Theater Company in 2016. That makes sense. That would be a really fun musical. I actually read that the musical's soundtrack was so popular that they re-recorded it with even better Broadway singers, like Sutton Foster, who's extremely famous. I know, yes. Is there anything else you'd like to say about Diary of a Wimpy Kid, Ezra? There's also been some supplementary books that aren't really books in the series themselves, like Diary of a Wimpy Kid, Do-It-Yourself book, and uh, like the Wimpy Kid movie Diary based on the films, which I know were not actually books in the series themselves, but so there were some of them were like tie-ins with the films and some of them were activity books. Yeah, I mean, with this age group, you've got a lot of things that you can do to further engage readers of the franchise. I know, and then there were three books, which were spinoffs about Rowley Jefferson. And I know there is a spinoff book series, which I know has been also been, not a spinoff series, but a similar series, which also was made into an animated show for Prime Video, but it's for more like for younger readers, like preschool to like maybe second or second grade called Diary of a Worm, which is similar to that, but it's a bit more simpler compared to Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Oh, interesting. So they took that same format, but applied it to younger kids? Well, I'm saying that book series came first, but I'm saying it's somewhat similar. And it was made into an animated show, and it's about bugs, a worm, a spider, and a fly who have diaries and write about what's been going on in their lives, but they're for much younger readers. Got it. Very clever. Is there anything else you'd like to say about Diary of a Wimpy Kid? Yeah, and I really like these books and they're very nostalgic to me. They're very unique in the style. Jeff Kinney's style is pretty unique with his cartoony look. Totally. And I like how they're novels that are entirely in pictures on each page. Yeah, me too. Makes them very accessible and engaging. Yeah, I agree. All right, let's move on into trivia. We have to answer our last episode's trivia question about Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Yes, so I know the question was, what film studio just originally distributed the classic film and what distributes it now? And the answer is? Initially, uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, when it came out in 1971, was distributed by Paramount. But later, the distribution rights like for its um, film library only, was sold to Warner Brothers. Got it. So some distribution politics at play there. Yes, I think also because of things relating to the Quaker Oats Company. Oh, interesting. And this week, we've got a question about Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Yes. What is the name of the comic strip that Greg Hefley creates in the first Diary of a Wimpy Kid book? If you think you know the answer, be sure to listen to our next episode. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode of Animation and Beyond. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.